Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. This episode has been brought to you by the Wine to Wine Business Forum 2022. This year will mark the ninth edition of the forum to be held on November 7th and 8th of 2022 in Verona, Italy. This year will be an exclusively in-person edition. The main theme of the event will be all-round wine communication. Tickets are on sale now, so for more information, please visit us at winetowine.net. Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. I'm Cynthia Chaplin, and this is Voices. Every Wednesday, I will be sharing conversations with international wine industry professionals, discussing issues in diversity, equity, and inclusion through their personal experiences working in the field of wine. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate our show wherever you get your pods. Hey, welcome to Voices. Today is a special day because it's our 4 million listen day. So we are here celebrating at the Italian Wine Podcast, our amazing day of 4 million listens. And I have a special guest today, Gabriele Stringa, who's coming here from very nearby. He's actually my neighbor. Uh, and it's great to have him here for my first ever in-person um, interview. Normally, everybody's on Zoomcast and Zencast and all different things. But this time, I've got Gabrielli sitting next to me. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for inviting me. My pleasure. Um, Gabrielli has his companies here in Verona, and he's the co-founder of Faro 13, Zai Urban Winery, and Wines On, three really different businesses that are completely bucking conventional wine business models in a region that is really known for tradition. So this is going to be a fun conversation, and the first thing I've got to ask you is, how the heck did you get into wine? So to be uh, completely honest, uh, my full name is Gabriele Marco Benoit Adriano String. Oh my goodness, so. I'm glad I didn't know that in advance. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my third name uh, declared that I'm also half French. So, okay, uh, now, now we're getting to the real secrets here. <laughs> Uh, so in a sort of way, I saw wine too many times since childhood. But uh, I don't come from any family tradition uh, winery. Uh, instead, uh, I come into the wine business thanks to my friends that then we created a company. But before that, uh, I was uh, also brand ambassador for GH Moon. Oh, okay. From 2012 to 2014. So. Less before starting uh, uh, all, all the wine business that uh, the I've made wine since then. Journey since that you started. Yeah, then. yeah. For sure. uh, well, that's you've just opened the door for my first question because I know you started Wines On in 2014. Yeah, and I'm guessing that it's kind of a takeoff on Amazon um, from that name. Correct. So an online wine marketplace. What was the business plan? How how has it panned out over time? And what do you think about sort of the future of online vendors? So uh, we set up that company uh, at the beginning where me and Alberto Zampini, uh, that also is uh, probably <laughs> the guy that allowed us to create Ferro 13. So... Uh, if you enjoy, you can have to thank uh, Alberto for uh, for that. 
Gabriele has very kindly brought some wine today for us to try. So we're gonna we'll get into that later. At least we are from Verona, so I think is uh, the best. Uh, I don't know business card uh, for any a, any meeting for, for the people. Uh, uh, since then, our idea was to uh, because we we get into the wine business. Uh, uh, I was working as a brand ambassador two years for GH Moom, uh, primarily uh, abroad in France, and uh, Alberto has traveled uh, uh, a lot from US and other places. So we saw that abroad uh, uh, the um, e-commerce uh, as a completely different potential that uh, had in Italy. Absolutely. It's still better outside yeah. of Italy than it is inside. So as you can see that uh, we are now 2022, after two years of pandemic, everyone realized that there is something uh, outside from their winery. But uh, in 2014, it was very, uh, very difficult things. But we were uh, completely focused uh, to help wineries to sell online directly from the wineries. That's, so, that's perfect. I think that's really what we need in Italy. There's still a lot of help that's needed. So how did you choose the wines for Wines On? Primarily by our choice, our, our taste. So I and, think that's uh, the best way. If you like it, it's easy to sell it. Yeah, everything. And, and, and that's something that we, we brought also in, uh, in our company. Because there is a way of saying from uh, our other partner, Alberto Buratto, that he comes from the, the wine business uh, since a long time. Is uh, You can sell it only if you love it. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I know you started your company with some really good friends. Yeah. Um, as you said, Alberto and, and other really good friends you've had since you were a young kid. So. Yeah. I think having wines that you like and friends that you like in your business definitely helps yeah, get yeah. things going. So you've now got two other really different businesses in terms of wines that you are producing. Yeah. So you've got Faro 13, which was the first one, starting in 2015. And it's a more traditional bottled wine portfolio with some really cool labels. I'm looking at them right now. I'm sorry all of you listening can't see them, but we'll talk about them. And Zai Urban Winery that you started in 2020. And it's a canned wine portfolio, which is super interesting at the moment, really important in terms of sustainability and attracting a younger market. So how did your vision change from 2015 with Faro 13 to 2020 with Zai Urban Winery? What, what prompted the move to canned wine? How'd you get that idea? It never changed because uh, to be honest, uh, in 2014, uh, before creating uh, a winery itself, so becoming a producer itself, uh, we were very uh, intrigued by the can itself. But of course, we, we saw that it was uh, usually we work uh, uh, and uh, we saw what happened in the US. And uh, if something works very well in the US in three, four years, usually comes also to Europe in terms of, of, of course, on consumption and other things. So back then in 2015 was a too early stage. For yeah, I think Italy wine. was not going to look at canned wine in 2015. Also, if you, if you uh, look at uh, uh, the first canned wine in Italy was in 1984 from Giacobazzi. Exactly. So, so and from 1984, uh, since then, there were no... <laughs> other canned wine uh, uh, working uh, uh, 
as uh, uh, the bottle itself. And looking for quality too. Yeah, of course. Uh, no disrespect to Yakubatsi, but no, no, no. But... <laughs> very different, very different from then to now. So yeah, they they also improved. Uh, they are self, but also uh, the packaging uh, improved uh, since then. Extremely, extremely, and we'll get to that because I'm I am a, a person who has taken a long time to bring myself around to canned wine, but now I have six children. They're very into sustainability. And so I'm coming around to this and I, I focus on the quality and the storytelling. So we'll get to that. But I just want to talk a little bit about sort of the background because you, you started these two businesses with your good friends. Yeah. Um, and now Pharaoh 13 has vermouth, a white and a rosé prosecco, a Sangiovese from Tuscany, a Sauvignon, a Negro Maro, a yeah. Pinot Nero, a Nero d'Avola, a Pinot Grigio, and Zai has Corvina, Garganega, Glera, a Merlot Cab Sauvignon Blend, and a Pinot Grigio, and a Moscato. So clearly you don't have vineyards in all of these places. Uh, so how do you source the wine? Who makes the choice of where you're getting your base wines from? So, uh, yes, <laughs> we don't own <laughs> so much. It's a shame, unfortunately, but it's a, a really good uh, assumption. Um, of course, uh, we are lucky because one of my uh, partner is also an oologist, uh, which is uh, Marco Bernabé, ah, okay. the son of uh, Franco Bernabé. So, of course, uh, all the wine uh, are provided from uh, uh, his knowledge. Uh, but we work with uh, a huge amount of partners all around Italy. So we source uh, the grape from uh, directly after the, after, uh, the harvest. And Marco uh, follow all the process uh, until the vinification, then to the bottling. That's fantastic. So Marco is so. actually going and participating at the vineyards. He must be a very busy man. It's good to know that he's he, dri he drive a lot. I bet. <laughs> My gosh, I can't even imagine. But he's had he has his eyes yeah, on yeah, the yeah. process. He's there. He's barrel tasting. He's he, doing all the he things. Couldn't with... do nothing without uh, looking at all the things because uh, mirally for him. The quality is the best and is the most important things. I'm so happy to hear this. I, I There is a lot going on right now in wines around the world trying to catch a younger consumer yeah. and bring them in. And I, I love that. But sometimes we lose that quality idea when we're trying to During get a younger process. consumer. Yeah. So yeah. I'm really happy to hear that you have your own analogist who's actually going. Poor Marco, bless him. He must yeah, never see him. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, Zai, in particular, is really interesting for me. Um, Gabriele and I were chatting before we started the interview. These wines are, are referred to as characters on his website, not as wines. And the whole portfolio is based on a futuristic sort of video game style backstory where climate change catastrophe has overtaken the earth and these characters are living in 2150. So, where did you come up with this idea? It's it's really cool. The the graphics are amazing. Um, the design is very thoughtful. What made you head this way? Because the packaging is awesome and definitely would catch the eye of a younger consumer. I'm old and it even caught my eye. I think that you are not old, uh, but you are wise, uh, which is quite different. And uh, of course, it, it depends. As for Ferro 13, we try to put uh, uh, our knowledge, our way of express the wine in a different way. Uh, 
there is a way of saying it that people from Verona are crazy. So we try. This is true. I've lived we here try to, I've discovered that. We try to bring uh, our craziness uh, uh, as much as possible. Uh, of course, uh, uh, the idea to uh, this packaging is completely different. So we had to uh, do something that is not typically related to wine because uh, in a bad way, people related the Canada itself as, I don't know, for Coke, for beer, for everything except wine. Yeah. But it's it's just a packaging. It doesn't matter. Uh, the most important thing is, is what is inside. This is that, so true. That, that we, uh, we focus the, ourselves. Of course, uh, a fancy label, a nice label, it helps. Uh, you, usually people say, oh, it's only marketing. You say, okay, have a sip and then we can discuss. It's not a problem. While we're on that subject, just again, our, our little chat before we started the interview, one of Zai's wine, which is a Garganica, the grape that makes Suave here in Veneto. Yeah, exactly. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Ninety-one points from five-star wines. Ninety-one, yeah. Ninety-one points from five-star wines. So this is what blind tasting does. It eliminates the packaging. It eliminates any kind of prejudice. It makes um, the experience of blind tasting really inclusive. And a canned wine uh, that you know that is packaged. Let's be honest, like a video game. Um, was scored by some very old white people, for the most part, a 91. So yeah. that, that really tells a story in and of itself. Um, and I think that's interesting. I'm, I'm also interested in sort of the price point and the fact that this, this canned wine is vegan. Yeah. It's low alcohol. It's low calorie. Yeah. And the can is sustainable. It's a very lightweight aluminum. It can be recycled. Yeah. These are things that young people are looking for. Yeah. Uh, except probably for uh, the low alcohol. That the, it's uh, the only thing that we saw all around. Because also as for Ferro 13, uh, quite 90% of our market is uh, is abroad. Is not uh, really. I didn't uh, realize that. Maryland, so Italy. You're, so, expo- you're exporting it. Yeah. Where is it going to? What's your primary market? Uh, we don't have this uh, the same market. Of so, course not, because Faro Thirteen is yeah. much more of a traditional with a twist, but bottled and yeah, obviously looks like a different level of quality. Although you and I, but know also it. countries, yeah, is completely different. That's so, for example, for uh, the Canada wine. Uh, we had uh, we had a really huge hit uh, in uh, Israel. Wow, amazing! And but we are not with uh, Ferro Tartin in Israel. Well, of course, Israel also has a very vibrant wine industry of their own. Yeah, for sure. That's quite traditional. So potentially, the younger people in Israel are going for the camp. That's fascinating. Yeah. So ninety percent is leaving Italy. Yeah. Uh, where else are you selling? We are selling uh, for. Uh, primarily, uh, Ferro Tartina, we are now in 52 countries. Holy cow, that's great. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, in uh, With Zai, that is really younger because we started selling it in 2021. And so we all know what after... happened then in COVID. Yeah, but we are at least in 14 countries. Wow, that's amazing. That This is an incredible success story. So I'm, I'm just kind of getting into the, the background here. You know, aside from selling it into all these countries and the consumer base we know for Zai is younger than the consumer base for, for Faro 13 more or less. It's, it's 
marriage sometimes is quite the same because we say younger. Our idea uh, was related to young generation for the canned wine, but uh, we saw it was really incredible that we we see over sixty, over seventy drinking with a canned wine with no problem. This is fabulous. Pouring on the glass. Fabulous. So what what wines have you got in the cans? I said the Garganica, and what else have you got? Uh, we have uh, Corvina, Pinot Grigio, uh, Merlot Cabernet. Uh, then we had also Moscato, uh, sparkling uh, white wine. That's it. Primary. <laughs> well, that's, and, that's and, and, and also we had uh, Primitivo. Oh, fantastic. Okay. How's the feedback? I mean, what are people saying to you? I mean, the, the thing with canned wine, for people who aren't able to see this, because obviously we're not doing video, the can is 250 milliliters. Yeah. So about two glasses of wine. Two glasses is uh, one third of a normal bottle. Yeah. So we're looking at something that you open, you drink it. There's no waste. You're not going to seal it up. You're not going to put it back in the fridge. So portable. It's lightweight. uh, You can take it on a picnic. Yeah. Um, What about other places? Like, are you selling these sorts of things into stadiums or places that are typically beer? No, but we we are selling uh, on an airplane company. Amazing. Which one? Uh, uh, he's uh, from here. Is uh, Air Dolomiti. Oh, wow. Fantastic. I fly Air Dolomiti all the time. I haven't seen it. I'm going to look for it. Next you time. have to ask it. I think so. I'd... Italian Wine Podcast, part of the Mama Jumbo Shrimp family. No, we had uh, really interesting uh, feedback for the canned wine itself. I I was, uh, two weeks ago, I was uh, for one month in Asia. So I traveled from South Korea, Australia, Singapore, uh, Philippines. So I, I traveled to follow up our importer nearby, both for Ferro 13 and, and Zai. And the feedback were very uh, interesting about uh, uh, the product, also for the quality itself. Yeah, this is this is something I know you keep mentioning it, and I I want to point this out too. The quality is far better, and I think canned wines, when they started in the states, had a reputation for being sweet, lower quality, and now that we've got companies like yours that are focusing on making sure that the content of the can really exceeds people's expectations, it it makes a huge difference. Um, I'm looking at the labels of Faro wine too which are based on your friends. So yeah. you're the hipster. I'm the hipster. <laughs> One wine <laughs> is called hipster. That was yeah. the Nero Davola, I believe. Nero da- Negramaro. Negramaro yeah. from Puglia. When we've got also the nerd. Nerd, Nero Davola. The Nero Davola. So that was another one of your partners. Alberto Burato, yeah. Yeah, and we have the lady. The lady is dedicated to, to all the lady of uh, the team. <laughs> uh, all the ladies of the team. Okay, I like yeah. this. I like yeah, this. Yeah. So... The other interesting thing, because we're neighbors, I yep. know ZAI, Z-A-I, stands for the Industrial Agricultural Zone, where we all work, yep. where Verona Fiera is, and your offices are near here, too. Um, you're located right here. Did you choose the name because of that, or were you aiming at something else? No, it was uh, was for that, but we uh, changed uh, the meaning. Uh, it's not the same in English for Italian, so I say that before in, it, in Italian and then in English. 
uh, we change Zai in zona altamente innovativa. Oh, I like it. Mm-hmm. So highly innovative uh, zone. Highly so innovative zone. Innovative, in, innovative zone. So it was uh, to to express that was something uh, not so traditional and to try to break something. Yeah, absolutely. Bucking, bucking the tradition. We all know that Veneto is very steeped in tradition. Amarone, yeah. Valpolicella sure. Classico, Suave, Lugana, all of these things. I promise that I, I, I will not put any Amarone in the can because I, I, rece- I received, I received <laughs> many, many warranty about that. But I, I think that, of course, it's, it's uh, a packaging. So it's, it's like to discuss, uh, like, uh, is uh, useful or not the screw cap? It's the same thing. And it has to do with aging potential. And, you know, cans cans have a finite life. I'm not against the cork. So uh, I, I think that uh, any customer need the, the potential for, for their self. Exactly. Everybody has their own way of drinking. Yeah. Um, their own way of whether they're going to store wine, whether they're going to invest in wine. Um, Amarone is expensive, let's be honest. Uh and I think wines and cans serve such a great purpose. They they don't take up a ton of room in your house. You don't have to have a cellar. They don't take up a ton of room in your refrigerator. Exactly. Um, especially when you open it and you finish it. So you're not going to have to put it back in there. There's a lot of good reasons behind this, um, as well as having Pharaoh 13 behind it to back it up with, as you said, a more traditional glass-bottled company, but still with a twist. So I'm going to quote you. <laughs> You you said one time, and I really like this quote, the peculiarity of our wines is that they are easy to drink. Even people who are not wine experts recognize that the taste of our wine is not institutional, but is a more accessible way of experiencing wine. We aim for inclusivity rather than exclusivity. Our audience is millennials more than in mindset rather than in their actual age. People who may be 20 years old or even 50, they want something new and they're curious. And I, I think this is a fantastically open way to approach having a wine business right now in 2022 and going forward and approaching your customer base and your exporter base, because obviously you're yeah. exporting. Um, so how does this ethos guide your business? Are, how are you getting your message out to your customers? Uh, luckily, uh, we are traveling and we are selling by ourselves. So there is no brand ambassador except uh, us. So you the, all are yeah, on the road. Yeah, no yeah, matter you yeah. have to dedicate a wine yeah, to the women of course. in your we, lives, we, they we, never see you. Yeah, we don't have time. Uh, but uh, the real brand ambassador for us is our final customer. So, of course, we, we, we try to, uh, for example, uh, Alberto Buratto, the other my partner, uh, last week was in uh, Bulgaria. Wow, okay. And... Uh, is a, a really vibrant scene for wine business. And uh, luckily, we have a, a huge partner there that uh, totally believe in us and, and saw the potential of working together. So we try to express, to, uh, to, to show people how wine is probably something that is really wonderful because uh, you can like it or not, but it gives you... Uh, the way to open a conversation, I no matter that. what. Yeah. So, absolutely, it's the the story um, behind the Zai characters or the Zai wines. As I said before, 
is this futuristic story. But each character has a role in the story. The website is is very brief. Um, it just builds the story, and it almost lets you continue to play as you drink the wines. It it will be uh, evolve uh, in the future in also other in other places. So it will be quite uh, interesting to uh, to see the evolve of the story. Yeah, exactly. And are you going to add more wines to the line? Do you think? Uh, we don't know. Um, it's it's we try to express uh, this type of uh, canned wine winery as a TV series. Right. So uh, we assumption with the story. So we we don't know w- w- where the story goes. I like it. It's uh, open ended. People can contribute. Are you getting reviews and people? We we, we are starting to to have reviews. We. Uh, with the Canned Wine, uh, we won also uh, uh, the Canned Wine competition back in the U.S. We received the, the gold medal from... Uh, when was that? Uh, last year. Wow, okay, 2021. Yeah. The, the gold medal for canned wines in the U.S. And you're yeah. not a U.S. wine company. I'm so happy. That's amazing. <laughs> okay, so while we're sitting here chatting, I think we should crack these cans open. This is the Gamea the Garganiga that got 91 points. Very cool female graphic, 60 calories. All right, we're gonna give this a try. Cheers. And we are pouring it into glasses because we we have good manners. We don't need to drink it from the can, but we could. I I, I think uh, it's it's quite quite rude (laughs) drinking immediately. I don't know. I think it's way better on the glass because it's. it's I think so too, that... and I think um, the fact that you could drink it from the can with a straw or something it makes it useful and fun and youthful and portable. But it is a quality wine. I think decanting it from the can into a glass reminds you that this is a quality wine. It's it's not coke. Um, no. So ching ching. Let's give it a taste. I'm excited. Okay, I'm impressed. Um, I'm impressed, definitely. We we chilled it briefly. The thin material of the can means it didn't take long to chill. So if we wanted to chill one of the bottles, it would have taken a good hour. Uh, this has only been chilling since we started talking. Yeah. And it's definitely Garganica. It, it comes straight through to me. So Yeah, and uh, also for that, we, we took uh, uh, four harvest. Four Just only harvest. for this wine. So... Uh, we try to express uh, all the potential, all the minerality of the Garganega. So when people, it, it's very recognizable Garganega. Absolutely. You, you, you don't have to to try to guess the wine. No. But no. I think it's impossible on a blind taste to set, to tell that it comes from a Canada. Clearly. Clearly, our five-star judges couldn't, couldn't <laughs> of tell, course, of and course. we have masters of wine in that judging panel. So yeah. uh, three of them this year. So uh, that's a that is a big that is a big kudos about this wine. And now that I have it in my glass, I can also smell it now as it's opening, and it definitely has all the notes of the territory. Um, the volcanic soil is there. Mm. It's, no. it's clearly Garganega, and it's really fresh. It still has that acidity to it. So canning. Um, to anybody who is a naysayer about canning is is clearly not something that really affects the outcome of what's no. in there. 
So um, I want to ask you another thing. You're a member of Ajibi, yeah, and we work with them. Um, they are the sort of young winemakers of Italy association, to exactly. give it a brief twist for, for our listeners who aren't from Italy. Their website says that what is needed in wine right now is creating a system, adopting a collective communication that increases the voice of Italian wine. So your Zai wines are modular, like all six of them fit together, yeah. and they're part of this coordinated marketing project based on this single story. Um, are you modeling Ajibi's philosophy on purpose? Is it something that you are really connecting with? What's what's going on with that? We are connecting with. Uh, unfortunately, I arrived uh, in Ajibi very late. <laughs> Fortunately, uh, I, I think it will be much more uh, uh, better to go uh, since uh, from the beginning. But uh, we were focused uh, in uh, other things. Uh, Ajibi, I think, is probably one of the best association that I have uh, ever met. They're very uh, dynamic. We yeah. work with them for our Wine to Wine Business Forum. Uh, they're they're a very dynamic group of young, dedicated, passionate winemakers in Italy. And also because uh, uh, if you go abroad and you see how uh, other wineries work uh, together, I, I think about uh, some uh, champagne uh, companies that they, they are working together to go on the market together. So usually in Italy, my wine is better than yours wine, and we, we can't uh, relate together. Instead, with uh, this new generation, I, I'm not anymore <laughs> new generation. You could be a but, mentor now that yeah, you're I more mature. Be, I, I could be a mentor. It will be, it will be fine. But um, this idea, this uh, this association can uh, it lead us to try to. Uh, improve ourselves uh, to create connection so when, when i saw uh, young people working in the wine business my first thing is you have to join a gb because uh, uh, we do seminar we are working with uh, in italy during the wine to wine that uh, it will be held very soon 7th and 8th of november exactly go online now wine to wine and buy your tickets yeah, I think it's, it's, it's very important to uh, um, working together because uh, there is a misumption that uh, uh, my uh, concurrent yes. uh, is not uh, goes against, but it means uh, goes with. So, of course, if you are my competitor, uh, for me, is a, is a way of thinking to say I have to improve myself. Yeah, so absolutely. It, it is the same thing uh, and with this association. So uh, I it was in uh, Singapore for Pro Wine, but of course, in other occasion, I was in, in Italy, Hong Kong uh, before. Uh, when the we lockdown. were allowed to have it, hopefully yeah. we will have it again yeah. soon. We hope so. Uh, but of course, uh, I was there and there were other people from Ajivi. So for us, it was also a way of. Uh, uh, try to uh, do networking together. So. And it sounds like a much more collaborative um, environment in Ajibi yeah. than yeah. normally in the world of Italian wine, as you said, where yeah. competition is, is not so collaborative. Uh, it's a, and this way, it's a little more aspirational. Yeah. You, you enjoy your competitors yeah, because sure. they make you work harder. 
I think that's a brilliant way to to face the future of wine, especially in Italy, where we have a lot of challenges in front of us. Uh, yeah, we won't go down that road today. <laughs> um, but before I let you go, you're a super busy guy. You, you are a self-described hipster. I yeah. want to know what's coming next for you and for your business and, and where you're going with Faro 13 and with Sai. So uh, we will presenting tomorrow. Sorry, I haven't uh, the opportunity to bring you uh, a new wine from Faro 13. What is it? Uh, we will call it the Karma. Ah, okay, with a K. Yeah, exactly, because of course we, we had uh, three difficult and we still have difficult years, but uh, we think that uh, what goes around comes around. So we hope that we have put uh, a good seed uh, on the soil and we hope that uh, it will grow back uh, with uh, highly potential things uh, for and everyone. What is, what is karma? What region is it from and what grape? It's still from Puglia, so it will be a primitivo. Excellent, excellent. As you can imagine, uh, yes. I, I, I really love that, that region. I'm, I'm not from Puglia. So. We will get <laughs> my Puglian colleague in here in a minute. That would be, would be nice. So, um, of course, our idea is to try to improve our presence uh, everywhere. Uh, but uh, now I'm very busy and very happy because I become father for the first time. So Congratulations. I think it's the best job for now. So. When, when was your baby born? It was born in uh, November last year. So uh, we are pretty close one. for the first year. So it's... And, and you need to stay home. You're not meant to be traveling more. Uh, I think uh, I will try to travel, uh, take her with uh, with me. Uh, it's the best travel. way to do it. Children yeah. learn on holiday. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I'm really excited for the future of Pharaoh 13 thank and you so Sai. I'm so glad you took the time to come in today. Oh, I can't thank really you pleasure. enough and share your products with us. We will put some photographs of this on our social media so our listeners can see what I'm talking about. These graphics are great. And thank you again. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for inviting and uh, hope to see you again. We hope you enjoyed today's episode brought to you by the Wine to Wine Business Forum 2022. This year will mark the ninth edition of the forum to be held on November 7th and 8th, 2022 in Verona, Italy. Remember, tickets are on sale now. So for more information, please visit us at winetowine.net. I'm Joy Livingston, and I am the producer of the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are the only wine podcast that has been doing a daily show since the pandemic began. This is a labor of love, and we are committed to bringing you free content every day. Of course, this takes time and effort, not to mention the cost of equipment, production, and editing. We would be grateful for your donations, suggestions, requests, and ideas. For more information on how to get in touch, go to italianwinepodcast.com.